Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ of St. Paul, located in Matamidi, Minnesota. We are a suburban congregation united in Christ and grounded in the values of diversity, solidarity, and witness. You can learn more about us by going to fccstpaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. Our text for today comes from um, two places. Um, I only have the first one listed, which is John 15, 9 through 17. Um, but before we go to that, I we will uh, read from the book of Acts, uh, chapter 10, verses 44 through 48. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the word. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even among the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter said, Can anyone withhold the water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they invited him to stay for several days. Our second scripture comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 9 through 17. And you can find that one on page 6 in your bulletin. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay one, down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have, have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed to you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Sorry about that. 
So, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. As I was looking at the text for this week, the word that was stuck in my brain was the word abide. Abide in my love is what Jesus says. If we were to read earlier in chapter 15, verse 4, it would say, abide in me as I abide in you. The word in Greek for abide is meno, and that means remain, stay, or reside. So abide means something that is sturdy. It's not going anywhere. Abiding means withstanding anything from a light breeze to earthquakes. Abiding is certainty in the midst of uncertainty. So of course, when I'm thinking of what it means to abide, I think of Galloping Gertie. That was the nickname that was given to the first Tacoma Narrows Bridge. And that bridge linked Tacoma, Washington with Gig Harbor, Washington, and crossing the Puget Sound. Construction on this suspension bridge began in 1938. And it was going to be, at that time, one of the longest suspension bridges in the world, just after the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco and the George Washington Bridge in New York City. So the, in 1940, they were just getting close to finishing the bridge and getting it ready to open to traffic. And that's when they noticed it. They noticed that a mere breeze would cause the bridge deck to ripple up and down. Construction workers had to end up chewing on lemon wedges in order to suppress motion sickness. Obviously, they didn't think it was a major problem, and the bridge did open up on July 1st, 1940. But from almost the beginning, everyone noticed that this bridge was a little bit different, that on windy days, it became a thrill ride. For some who were crossing to get to the other side, it was a white knuckle trip. Others literally paid toll, and there was, this was a toll bridge, in order to ride the bridge like a roller coaster. On, on November 7th, 1940, which is four months later, 40 plus mile an hour winds slammed into the bridge. Now, 40 miles an hour, it's, it's kind of gusty, but not really gusty. But what once was a bridge that rippled was now a bridge that was bucking, twisting, and turning. And there is, there is footage, if you go to YouTube and put in Tacoma Narrows Bridge, you will see pictures of the road twisting and turning back and forth. Um, a man was trying to 
drive his car across the bridge and he couldn't. And you can see the car just bobbing up and down as this bridge is just doing this. And he literally had to crawl back to safety. Sad thing was that he could not save his dog, Tubby, who was the only casualty of the event that was to happen. The bridge span kept twisting up and down, up and down, until finally the cable snapped and the bridge deck fell into Puget Sound. Galloping Gertie, the Tacoma Narrows Bridge had only been open for four months. So what in the world happened? Well, in order to save money, the builders used I-beams. So basically just straight beams to hold up the bridge deck. Now that might have saved money, but it caused a problem. Most bridges of that time, and I would say bridges even today, are not built with these I-beams because what happens is when the wind goes through, you need actually the wind to go through those beams in order for the bridge to remain sturdy. When that doesn't happen, it causes a change in pressure. And if you have ever been on a plane, you know that when the plane goes up, part of that is pressure. But there is usually pressure on the top side and pressure on the bottom side. And I can never remember which one is which, but one is higher than the other. That causes the plane to lift. Well, basically the same thing was happening with the bridge, except people weren't in a plane. They weren't trying to fly to Tacoma. They were trying to drive to Tacoma. And so what happened is there was no place for the wind to go and it caused this pressure and that caused it to basically almost fly. And that was the thing that happened. What is surprising in it here is that whether it's a bridge like the Tacoma Narrows Bridge or if it's a, a freeway bridge, and especially freeway bridges in places that are earthquake prone, like California, you wanna build a bridge with some give because when things like wind happen or earthquakes, you don't want them to be rigid because if they're rigid, then they'll um, basically just break. But when you don't have what they have done here, it basically makes it impossible and it gives it too much give and so much give that it falls. Here we had a bridge and this is interesting because it was designed by some of the best engineers in the world. One of the people who designed it had a role in designing the Golden Gate Bridge. Another person would go on to help design the Mackinac Bridge in Michigan. So these were people who supposedly knew what they were doing. And this was approved by both federal and state authorities. And it lasted four months. So if anything, the bridge didn't abide. Now Jesus tells his disciples to abide in him. And the funny thing is, why do you think Jesus told them this? 
you have to wonder and think that he had already knew what was going to happen. He knew that they would soon face trials and temptations. Judas had already succumbed and was getting ready to betray Jesus, and Peter would soon deny him. But Jesus could also look out into the future when the disciples would carry his mission into the world. They would be disciples that would face persecution and even death, and they would face challenges that they would have never bargained for. Jesus is telling them to abide, to stand with Christ, and know that Christ would stand with them. And Jesus was asking the disciples to trust God, to know that God would be with them when life was uncertain, and even when the future was dark ahead. When the winds of life came howling, abiding in Jesus meant that they could face hard times. Now, I just read to you also the text from the book of Acts. And it's important to read that because that was some of the first time that Gentiles became Christians. The church, when it started, was initially mostly made up of Jews. And Peter, being a Jew, was being called to preach to this family of Cornelius. And he was a little wary about that. But in this event, he sees the Holy Spirit come down upon them in the same way that it came down upon him and the disciples earlier. And he realized this is what it meant to abide. He abided in Christ and was able to move past the rigidity of his past and into this future. The Christian philosopher James K.A. Smith, likes to share this story that is told actually by the church father, Augustine. Now, during the sack of Rome in 410 AD, the churches opened their doors to pagans, and they protected people from the marauders. Their love for each other in community opened themselves to opening, literally opening the doors of their community to strangers at a challenging time in their lives. Smith is then looks at the modern church and he poses this question. Are we building the churches that our newly pagan neighbors need to face the threats of for today? Will they find sanctuaries when they come looking? If we peek into the life of our churches today, whether a storefront in Vancouver or a Presbyterian megachurch in Atlanta or in Charlotte, what will our neighbors find? Is the church the institution that it needs to be? I don't know about you, but right now, I have to believe that Jesus abides with us. And I run to Jesus to abide with him. I need to abide because the world is uncertain. I want to abide because at times I'm uncertain, uncertain about a lot of things, uncertain about the future of our congregation, uncertain about our political climate. I have to abide because there are storms 
and there are earthquakes in this world that rattle us to our foundations. And the only thing that can get us through those times is abiding in Jesus. As a congregation, we know that there are others that are literally twisting in the wind. They are afraid that the cables in their lives will break and that everything in their life will come crashing down. Some are trying to find shelter, literally. Some are trying to find food on the table. Some are trying to find a place of welcome. Others feel hopeless and feel that no one loves them. As we abide in Christ, we go to stand with others in Christ. And with them, know, telling them and knowing that they can survive their storms, knowing that they are loved by a God that will abide in them. I believe that our congregation can be a place, a sanctuary, a safety for people in troubling times. We can be a bridge, a bridge that is sturdy and that can buffet the winds, especially in times like these. The identity statement of the Christian church, Disciples of Christ, reads, we are the disciples of Christ, a movement for wholeness in a fragmented world. As part of the one body of Christ, we welcome all to the Lord's table as God welcomed us. So it's all about abiding. We abide in the one that makes us who we are. God abides with us in a broken world. And as Christ's disciples, we go and abide with those whose lives are broken and bring them to wholeness through the one that abides with all of us. The Tacoma Narrows Bridge was actually replaced 10 years later. It opened to traffic in 1950. That bridge also has a nickname, Sturdy Gertie. It stands to this day. It is built in the way that is correct with the lattices that allows the, the wind to blow through it. And to this day, it continues to carry traffic over Puget Sound. The bridge abides. May we abide in Christ as Christ abides with us. And may we go and abide with others in the power of Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. We hope today's sermon podcast was nourishment to your soul. If you'd like to know more about First Christian Church of St. Paul, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. That's F-C-C-S-A-I-N-T-P-A-U-L.org. May God be with you in the coming week.